live from the RWE Pretty Studios. We bring to you all the tea from War of the Roses Season 4. So whether you're a fan of war or just living under a rock, this is a review for you. Each week, we review each contestant's performance and we doom and bloom the runways of Bella DuVall's War of the Roses, only at Atomic Rose in Memphis, Tennessee. So get ready to get into it. This is the War of the Roses. Would you review me? Because I'd review me. Nope. That's so upsetting. I was looking for the button. (laughs) (laughs) Well, another week, another no dollar. Another day, another sleigh. (laughs) Um, How's it going? You know, it is going in a direction that is forward. Yeah, I actually really love that. (sighs) How are you feeling about war? What is this? What is this? uh, What is this week? So this week was the foul ball and the contestants were challenged to do a performance category of drag me to hell. And then on the runway, the challenge was get a clue. So it was a very fun uh, challenge. You know, drag me to hell is a staple of war. We've been doing it since season one. Uh, I think it's one of the only challenges that's been featured every single season, right? We've done drag me to hell every season, including all stars. We did not do a drag me to hell for all stars. Really? Yep. There's no way. Yeah, but we didn't do. Hey, let, wow. me, let me let me go to the to the wiki to the lore. Y'all didn't lore. do some sort of like some sort of horror challenge. Oh, we did a lot of horror challenges, Mama. Yeah, y'all were giving scary. Um, let's see. No, we did. We did not have a oh, horror moment. Well, no. you know. Sometimes I lie. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, get into it. But you know, All Stars is like a different. It's like a. It's like an offshoot, even though it's still part of like War of the Roses. It's yeah. Not- All Stars doesn't count. All Stars is its own franchise. It's yeah. its own thing. It's on a different network, and it's fine. <laughs> it is so fine. So, Drag Me uh, to Hell has been in all the normal seasons. Yeah. What did you do for yours? Do you remember? For me, I did uh, a scream number. Were I love scream. I think I remember. I think this one is on YouTube. Um, yeah, I had painted my head to look like a brain, and then I put a I put that little ugly bob on and ran around, uh, looking like Drew Barrymore on a juice cleanse, and then I got scalped. Yes. Uh, for me, when we did the horror, horror, when, horror. We the, when we did the drag me to hell, this was the night that I was closest to the bottom that I'd ever been in um, in war. And uh, I did it's harmful, dangerous, yeah. gross, disgusting and should never be promoted. Yeah, I did like a hymn inspired thing. I think what got me here was the audio was not very good. So like people could not didn't know what the storyline was and uh i don't know people just didn't like it i guess that was the one where your voice was hard to hear yeah i remember 
Yeah, I remember yeah. her. She was muffled. Yeah, yeah. So muffled boots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, did y'all have a, a get a clue? Did you get a clue? We did not have get a clue. No. Ooh, this was, was a, I think, introduced in season two, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we we had get a clue, and I loved this. Um, who would you have wanted if you had to get a clue? Either mustard or scarlet. I feel like those are both iconic, both fun. Um, and I just I love red and yellow. Mustard and ketchup. <laughs> mustard and ketchup. Um, fierce. Well, I guess let's uh go ahead and just get into it. How, how do you feel about that moment? Like, let's just go, let's just do it. Yeah. Let's then, do it. <clears throat> all right. DJ, hit whatever you want to hit. Okay, so first up for the Drag Me to Hell Challenge, we brought back the legendary and iconic Angel Farts, who had this ghoulish black and white striped kind of creepy number to Ramalama Bang Bang by Royston Murphy. Now, first of all, I love Royston Murphy. She's one of my most favorite artists. I listen to her so much i love her and so i was really excited to see her being featured and uh how did you feel about angel farts how did you feel how did you feel did they drag you to hell you know when angel first came out i have to say loved the look thought it was very fierce angel looked really cool she looked like a ghoul she looked like a ghost um but as the number went along it kind of lost its creepy aspects and just became a little bit messy and repetitive Mm. um i don't think it was terrible but it was a little bit hard to watch towards the end because angel had a wig i don't even is it even a wig a hat malfunction a, a headpiece malfunction yeah they, and um it ended up falling off this is not the first time that's happened to angel it actually happened the last time she was in the competition before she got sent home um so it's just like an attention to detail kind of situation i wish angel would have pinned that in um, and I, I don't know. I just think this number could have really benefited from being ran through before the show because it felt like she had did it for the first time on stage. Uh, overall, I'm gonna give it. Wait, are we gonna do a different wording? Are we gonna do? Uh, you want to do a, a woo or a boo? <laughs> okay. So this is gonna get a uh this is gonna get a boo from me work um yeah you know what i agree with most of what you said i think i agree with everything that you said actually uh i had high hopes because i really loved the song and i really really loved angel's look i loved the black and white body thing that they had on and that headpiece was really cool um and it did start off really creepy there were moments where like angel was like being creepy on the floor and like doing their little creepy thing but then it did get a little stale and their head thing came off. And then um, I was like, oh, okay, work. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give it a boo. Boo. <laughs> but shout that out has to, to be the sound effects. That has to be yeah. the sound effects. Yeah, shout out to Angel. Um, Angel really turned it with the looks this season. I, I thought Angel's looks were really cool and, and different. Yeah. All right, speaking of different, let's move on to someone different. Yes, uh, we are moving on to Davario Houston, who gave us a straight jacket driven crazy number to Gnarls Barkley's Crazy. Um, Davario started off with a visual movie reference to Carrie, the iconic scene where Carrie gets doused in blood. Then it went into another movie reference that I wasn't sure of. And then uh, Davario started the number to, again, Nars Barkley's Crazy. Um, 
for me, I didn't, I didn't immediately, and I still don't really understand what Carrie had to do with the next part and what those two parts then had to do with the next part. Like, was he Carrie? You know? I don't know. I didn't, it, I didn't really it was know. It was scary Carrie. Yeah, scary Carrie there. I will say, Devario really knows how to emote. I really liked the performance once they got into it. And it was really, it, it was like great to watch. And he had like the crazy, like head jerk kind of moments. And I really, really liked all of that. Um, I'm going to give this one, wait, what did we say? Oh, I'm going to give it a soft woo. Okay. I think for me, here's my thing. If we're looking at it, because you make mixes too. So you would understand what I'm talking about. Sometimes we take clips from a movie or a TV show that has nothing to do, like, like I could use a reference from Carrie and a reference from SpongeBob and put them together and tell a storyline. I think if this would have just been a mix and didn't have the visual reference of what we were supposed to be, because if you just listen, listen to the audio, you can tell a story with audio only a lot easier than if you're using clips from videos. So I feel like maybe the movie moment was just a little bit of a miss and had we not seen that it could have been stronger um overall i'm gonna give it a woo i thought it was fun and i always enjoyed devario i think this was definitely a step up from last week um so i'm gonna give it a woo i wasn't i wasn't mad at it it could have been better though i do agree with you it it needed some refinement um speaking of refinement uh we have one of the most refined faces uh ever miss genesis sinclair ace who was giving us a jigsaw bloody girl mix uh that included in for the kill by larue and a crazy cover by alice russell um now genesis started off she came in she was giving us like a jigsaw moment um at least that's the reference that I thought it was. She came in on like a little bike, had the had the, like the jacket, crazy hair. Then she went on stage. She got into this um, like little storage container thingy that had uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know what it's called, but we we could see her and she was throwing blood everywhere and it was really really cool. I really liked the visuals of it. And then she came out in um, from out of there and she had changed her costume to this really sexy black uh, black and red um, moment and. Here's my thing with Genesis. I was not mad at this. I was really entertained. I liked it. I'm going to give this a woo, but I will say that I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't get how we got from Jigsaw <laughs> to the thing and then to her like being this fierce, sexy woman at the end. I didn't get it, but I was entertained and I was here for it. So I'm going to give Genesis a woo. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. This is also a woo for me. Um, I felt like I was watching like the sci-fi channel and I was like flipping through the scary channels. You know what I mean? Like every time the song changed, it was a different show, but I wasn't mad at Genesis. I thought that she did a good job. And um, yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was pretty entertained by Genesis. Here's the thing. Genesis is hard to like not impress me. Does that make sense? She's just impressive to look at and watch. So uh, I thought she was good. So I'm giving it a woo. Yeah, you know, that would have been cool if maybe that would have been the direction just a little bit like we're watching. If you're going to if you're going to do that, you have to put it into your like, you know, we shouldn't be. I feel like that's a reach for me to say. Had she like had had like a remote or someone with the remote changing the channel, that would have been fierce. That would have took it like over the top for me. That would have been fierce. Also, when she was... <laughs> when she was Jigsaw, she had she had a bike and she was rolling out on the bike, but it, her, her outfit kept getting caught <laughs> in the wheel. And so she was scooting, she was scooting the tricycle. 
it was very, it was very funny. Yeah, here's um, the thing. So yeah, unintentionally. Sorry, 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 sorry. Go ahead. It wasn't like an it wasn't an intentional comedy moment. It was just it was funny in the moment for me. I couldn't help but laugh. Yeah, and thinking about how I'm like watching this on YouTube, I really liked the bike piece. We saw parts of that, but Genesis was like looking into the camera and like giving us these creepy big eye, crazy eye moment. And so like for a YouTube video, like that was really, really fierce. And I love that she played to the camera. So uh, you know, another woo for her. Um, yeah, she made it work for her, but in the room it was funny because the judges panel was behind her, so we couldn't see what she was doing to the camera. We could only see that she was trying to scoot forward right. with the bike. <laughs> it's just very funny. Um, anyway, speaking of scooting forward, let's move on to the next person. Yeah, next up we had Holland, who was doing their take on Queen of Hearts by being the King of Hearts. Uh, I call it the King of Hearts Bring Me the Axe moment to uh, Kim Petrus's Massacre. And also it went into You Should See Me in a Crown by Billie Eilish. Um, I really, really like this number. I loved the look. Also, shout out to Inertia. I believe this is something that Inertia wore when they did the Bearded Empress pageant. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure Holland is Inertia's drag child. I don't know. Shout out to Inertia. But either way, this was really fierce. I really love the way Holland looked. I liked the acts that they had. I liked how they, you know, had their king moment where they sat on the stage in that throne chair. Um, and I thought overall, like this was this was a clean number. It was it was great. It was fun. I, I was really impressed by Holland's uh, moment here. So I'm going to give this a woo. Yeah, this is getting a woo from me. I thought this was very entertaining. Um, Holland has definitely been on like an upwards trajectory since his fall into the bottom. And uh, this was this was great. I really didn't have a problem with it. Um, I feel like he's listening to criticism and he's he's still applying that level of uh, that level of what do I need to bring every week to wow people. And he honestly, he's put a production every single week. So I'm very proud of Holland and he's definitely trying to elevate War of the Roses and put it, you know, at an even higher pedestal than what we already all put it on. Um, so, yeah, this is a woo for me. I'm very proud of Holland. Good job. Um, next up to the stage, we have Magical Miss Mothy, who was giving us a Butterfly Moth Demon to This Hell by Rina Sawayama. I believe I'm saying that right. And how did you feel about uh, Magical Miss Mothy? How did you feel about Mothy's moment? You know, I think my issue that I'm having with Moth is I feel like every week we kind of see the same iteration in a different costume and i mean moth's looks are so cool and unique yeah. and i love her drag but i feel like in terms of a competition you have to like show a little bit more versatility and show us what else you can do so i just want to see more from moth um this yeah, it, it was cute it was a cute number had this just been a drag show but this is a competition and i want to see more and i know i'm harsh on all these entertainers and all these contestants but bitch i don't care um i'm gonna give it a uh, a boo it's a boo for me Ooh, interesting. Yeah, you know, I hear what you're saying. I really love, I live for Magical Miss Mothy and I I love this look. She's got the horns, she's got the iconic, you know, yarn wig with, uh, you know, this different shiny fringe. And I love this look so much. And I really love her performance style. Like she is so engaging to watch. But I will agree with you. I think in terms of like 
it being a competition. Like, I just want to see something new because to me, so far, she's been relying on the lyrics to tell the story. And I kind of want to see, like, what would it be like for Moth to make a mix? What would it be like for Moth to do a little bit of the storytelling or something. But she looks amazing. I did enjoy this a lot. I would have been smiling from ear to ear at this number and I would have been living. So I'm going to give it a woo. Maybe a soft woo. It's not a it's not a hard woo. It's a soft woo. No, 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 no. Speaking of hard woos, let's get to this next person. We have Ashton who gave us this Dracula Rises from his zombie grave number to Marilyn Manson's cover of Tainted Love. Okay, this was such a good, good number. Um, Ashton featured the one and only Jalea. Jalea, Jalea better fucking work. She's never gonna leave War of the Roses. Uh, she was featured in Ashton's number. And I really, really just enjoy this performance. I thought Ashton looked really cool. I love the cape that he was wearing and the way he was working the cape in the number. This was really fun to watch. And he really didn't like do anything incredible or like, he, you know, he, he wasn't like doing a lot of dancing. He really was just working the number and really making this a fierce moment. And I am giving this a super woo. It's a gay woo. It's like, yeah. woo. This is getting a super woo for me as well. Um, I thought this was really fun. It was cool to see Ashton like wearing a wig and, and being a character. That was very fun. Yeah. Um, I appreciated that he like really gave us some versatility. Like we've seen him do really sexy numbers for the past, what, two challenges. And this time he came out and gave us the total opposite of that. He was campy. He was spooky. He, he hit all the marks for me. And this was a very fun, solid number. So it's going to all also get the super woo for uh this category for me because this was very fun good job ashton i don't really have any notes the one thing i would say bitch that wig <laughs> i don't know how it looked on video i haven't watched the videos that wig needed the wig is, the wig is from like a costume store yes it it needed to be uh addressed by the police because that was a crime but um that wig is gonna go here's the thing holland wore a terrible wig for the joker number you remember that that yeah. wig yeah okay so that wig and this wig need to be gathered up and nailed onto the wall as a reminder this is art <laughs> you know upstairs there is like a war um corner where people just leave like their props and whatever else uh, yeah i've seen it <laughs> it's just being collected up i think christine's ouija board from season one is still up there yeah uh well that's up there in case anyone needs to get a hold of christine um oh right 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 right, yeah. right. she's dead yeah actually i'm pretty sure that people used so someone used like a head and i want to say that that head was upstairs anyway speaking of heads let's get ahead and uh keep moving on so next up to the stage we have mariah de goat in kelly who was serving us freddy krueger and his ghouls are chasing me in my dreams and she performed this to sweet dreams by beyonce um, what were your thoughts? How did you feel? Okay, so Mariah came out and gave us a very fun production moment. I think overall, this was a solid performance. It only really lacked in the fact that the goals, it felt like an afterthought a little bit. Like she was like, let me up the production. How do I do this? And then she asked two people to like jump in and do like one little eight count and then jump back out. Um, 
I thought it was fine though. Like it, it wasn't a bad number and I was entertained. So I'm going to give it a woo. Uh, I just, I want to see a little more. I want to see more. I agree with you about the note of the backup dancers. Um, but for me, it was more at the beginning. So like they walked out to the Freddy Krueger thing that was happening. And then, then they walked off. There was like not a lot of engagement. Like what would it have looked like if they did still walked out, but as the number was going, maybe they were like taunting her, like over her or something. Because I think of like last week when she did the, when she did the dream girls moment, it was very well thought out. It was very produced. There was like, everyone knew every word. They were in the majority of the number. It was just entertaining the whole way through. And I couldn't take my eyes off of it. This week, it didn't have that same impact, you know? Yeah, I still really like this number. I am giving it a woo. Um, I thought this was really good and bitch, she was flipping that wig like it was the last day on earth. I really loved her hair flips. I loved what she did. This was really fun and entertaining to watch. So I am giving it a woo. Well, um, that is the end of the performance challenges. Are we taking a break here? I forget how this works. Yeah, but before we take a break, um, I want to know overall, what did you think about the Drag Me to Hell challenge did you think that this was a good one or was it a little lackluster compared to season uh three and season two and one where is it ranking yeah i don't i think i think i don't know i don't know where it's ranking but i am trying to think of like where what are what we did for ours i think the most impactful one for season two was zoe adams you know she did that whole she did the number Mm -hmm. um I forget what song she was doing, but she had these images of people who had um, who had been killed, I believe, by the police. I think it was like a Black Lives Matter protest number. If yeah. I remember, is that what it was? It's been so long, but I think that's what it was. Well, either way, it was a really impactful number. Um, and like for me, that that was one of the best Drag Me to Hell moments uh, ever. I can't really remember season three if I'm being honest. So at the moment, I'll say that this this season, everyone, mostly mostly everyone did really, really well. I really liked what everybody brought. And uh, I mean, as they've been doing from week to week, like the this cast is just so diverse and it's so interesting to see all of the different perspectives that people have as they go into these challenges. So I really like this, this uh, drag me to hell moment for season four. They better work. Yeah. Well, speaking of diverse, let's go ahead and move on to our diverse panel of advertisements. And when we come back, we are going to be talking all about the runway, which I'm super excited to dive into. Um, are you excited to talk about Get a Clur? Um, I will leave you a clue as to whether or not I'm excited. And uh, the clue is come back after the breaks to find out. Bye. Fuck Miami. Have you heard about Profanity Cosmetics? No, bitch. I haven't. What's Profanity Cosmetics? Well, Profanity Cosmetics is a queer-owned and operated cosmetics company based out of Vermont. They have eyeshadows, lip gloss, and some of the fucking sickest glitter I have ever seen. You've got to be shitting me. I'm not. But the owner, Lucifer Matrix, even donates a portion of all proceeds to queer-based charities such as the Marsha P. Johnson Institute, the Alifornia Center, and Rainbow Railroad. No fucking way. 
So how can I find this bitch? Well, you can find Lucy on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lucy Fur Matrix. You can also find their products on Facebook, Twitter, and even TikTok at I Love Profanity. You can also check out their Instagram at profanity.cosmetics. All those links can be found in the description of this episode. Make sure to check out Profanity Cosmetics. Cosmetics you can swear by. All right. Welcome back from that break. Now, I left you with a cliffhanger about whether or not I was excited. And the answer is yes. I'm so excited to be going through this runway. I love the Get a Clue Challenge. Uh, I'm really glad that it's uh, something that has stayed in war. How how do you feel about this uh, Get a Clue runway? Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I love the Get a Clue Runway Challenge. I think it's a fierce moment. Um, And I feel like every time we've done it, there's been like different characters that really stand out a lot. Like the interpretations that people do of these characters, they're either really good or really bad. So uh, (laughs) we are going to see how these contestants do. And I'm excited to dive into it. So let's just go ahead and jump into the first person. Yeah, let's go. All right, so first up to the stage, we have Angel Farts, who was serving us Miss Orchid. She is wearing a black and pink moment with a pink skirt. I like the style of the wig. I do like the colors of this as well. I like that she came up with the orchid, but there's something about this skirt at the bottom that I just really, really dislike. I don't know what it is. I don't like it, but I like the interpretation of Miss Orchid. I am gonna give this one a soft balloon for me. Cause I like the colors. I really like the colors that she chose. Yeah, I think I'm gonna give this a soft bloom as well. Actually, you know what? No, I'm not gonna be bullied by you into not liking this. I'm gonna give it a bloom. Um, I think this is a really fun look for Angel. I mean, Angel looks soft. She looks supple. Um, I like the colors, like you said. I think the orchid is a little uh, flaccid. It's a flaccid orchid. You know Maybe what it is? It's this slit over here. Like, why is that slit so high? Why is it even there? You know, sometimes a slit shows a leg. Because um, maybe she's a whore. Look at me. Look at Bella. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> Okay, anyway, anyway, uh, so that is Angel Parts. Did you, oh, you gave, you you just gave it a bloom. Okay, work. I'm gonna, yeah, it's a bloom. Uh, let's move on to the next person. We have Davario Houston, who was giving us Professor Plum. Um, okay, this is really fun. I love the character that he has. Uh, he's got, um, you know, a purple suit on with kind of like a Sunday hat. He has a, uh, I don't know what they're called but you know, you smoke stuff out of it. Do you know what those are called? A pipe? A pipe? A, prof- a professor's pipe? Um, yeah, I think this is really good. I'm gonna give this a bloom, it looks fun. And I like the reveal of, of the knife that he had. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a bloom as well. I think my only criticism of this look, the only criticism, is that uh, I wish that that little band on the hat was the same color as the suit. Oh, okay. That's it. That's literally it. I love the look though, it's fierce. He looks good. And I like the way he serves the character. He's like, bitch, I don't give a fuck about any of (laughs) y'all. I love it. So good. All right. Well, next up to the stage, we have... Bella does look crazy. (laughs) We have Genesis St. Clair, who was giving us Miss Scarlet. Now, in the lore of Clue, the game, Miss Scarlet is not necessarily always Scarlet. Sometimes she has been referenced as wearing black. 
And that is a reference that Genesis Sinclair was giving us. And either way, I really don't care. She looks so incredible. Like the wig is amazing, that big feather uh, piece coming from her wig is amazing. This um, robe that she has on is really pretty. Like Genesis just, God, she's so beautiful and gorgeous. And I do see the Scarlet reference. If you look up Scarlet on Google, you'll see that it's not like red necessarily. So I'll give it a bloom. This looks really, really good. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a bloom as well. I think maybe what Genesis's downfall was, was it wasn't like a, like the name is Scarlet. So it makes sense to do a red look because people are just gonna think that that is the correct reference. So it was a little, I did have to Google it on my phone to make sure that it was correct. I wanted to make sure that, you know, the reference was hitting where it needed to hit. Um, and it was, I enjoyed the look. I think Genesis looked really well constructed, well put together. Um, she's like a doll. She's literally a doll. She's a walking, breathing doll. She's a human-sized doll. Um, yeah, this is going to be a bloom for me. I, I like it. All right, next up to the stage, we have Holland, who was serving us Mr. White. He came out with this white jacket, white hat, a white mask, no pants. Um, and then he reveals, he takes off the jacket, and he's in a skimpy little thing, and he's got a... Uh, he's got a knife in his ass. This was such a fun interpretation of his character. I love that he took us back to his ass because Holland, you know, he, he has a nice butt. Um, and uh, this was a really great way to, to play with his character. And this is a bloom. I really like this. He loves to show his hole. It's so funny to me. Um, you know, he's mad. he is, I feel like Holland is like the Jocelyn Fox of season four. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like every week, every week we get a a uh, a panty. I live. I it's live. so good. That's so funny. Dude, this look is really fun. Holland looks like a villain. Like Holland looks like a murderer with this mask. Um, I think this is fierce. I liked the reveal. I like the black and white. I love the ass, of course. Yeah, Holland, you're getting a bloom. So cute. Yeah. Even though he's like wearing next to nothing, he still- He still looks white. He's, yeah, exactly, it's, it's really good. Um, all right, next up to the stage, we have magical Miss Mathi, who is serving us Reverend Green. Now, I think, I think Mathi, she's got this way of just being able to be fashion. I really, really love this look. I like the bandana that she's got on her leg. I really like this. My one little baby, baby critique is that I'm not really getting the reverend part of the look. You wanted like a prop. You wanted a book. I just wanted something to give it more church. Cause it's reverend. Yeah. Maybe a hat. Yeah, sure. Maybe like a hat or something, but I don't care. This is really good. I, I think this is, this is great. Um, I'm going to give it a bloom. Yeah, Moth looks cool. It's getting a bloom for me. Um, this look is uh, referential to fashion. And I love that she walks around like she doesn't give a fuck. I love, I love now the attitude. I, now that I'm looking at it, maybe this collar piece is supposed to be the part of the reference. You know, maybe. Like a priest? She's from the Church of Yes God. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Maybe this is what reverends dress up like on Moth's planet. So, you know. Let's move on to the next planetary system. We have Ashton, who was serving Mr. Peacock. Bitch, when I say I love this look, I mean that I love this look. It is sparkly in all the sparkle places. 
Uh, he's got the peacock feathers around on his hat, on the shoulder piece that he's got on. This is a really fun fashion moment. I'm obsessed with it, so I'm gonna give it a bloom. Yeah, this is definitely a bloom. You cannot deny this is fashion. This is fashion. This is fashion. Like, look at this. Look at this. It's fashion. <laughs> it's fashion. It's fashion. That's what it is. Um, oh, he looks great. Ashton looks great. I, I don't, there's no, I don't know. I don't know what to say. What do you want me to say, Ashton? What do you want me to say? Give us something to critique. Look at Shiklina. Yeah, Shiklina's um, like, I cannot believe I didn't get booked for this one. <laughs> um, all right, so yeah, bloom, blooms, blooms, blooms across the board for Ashton. Uh, yeah. Oh, look at little Drew, Flip. look at him. All right, next up to the stage, we have our final contestant for tonight, which is Mariah Zago Kelly, who was giving us Colonel Mustard. I hate to do this, but this is gonna be a dish for me, and here are my reasons why. I just don't like this garment. Like, it's giving me taxi cab. You know what I mean? Like, taxi it cab. It's giving me taxi cab. It's black and it's yellow. And uh, I don't know. You know what I really loved about, because who did this? It was um, it was Honey. Honey Blunt had Colonel Mustard. And what I loved is that she had a little, um, like a mustache. I don't know. I'm not saying that that's what Mariah needed to do, but there's just something about this garment that for me, I'm not feeling the brief and it's it's gonna be an unfortunate doom for me. But I love Mariah and I fucking live for her. So there you go. How do you feel about this look? You know, I think my issue with it was the pairing of the hair with the outfit. I think yeah. had we have gotten a different hair with this outfit, it would have been a little better. Maybe even losing the boot and getting a heel instead of a boot. Because it, it, I feel like it's too, it's too far away from what mustard is. Also, maybe the yellow is not the right color yellow. Maybe, maybe Mariah should have went for more of a mustard. <laughs> Like well, a honey mustard. Like, the name is Colonel, so like maybe some sort of like an army reference or something. Yeah. I feel like it's just, it stands out too much. Maybe a white glove. Uh-huh. If you're going to wear white hair. Bring the white down. And a white, oh, like a heel with a white sto uh, white stocking. Mm. Mm. Like a white thigh-high boot or thigh-high uh, sock. So you would change everything about it. So is it a bloom or is it a doom? Because I just, I don't know. I, don't know. I would change everything about it. I would just change the details. It's gonna, it's gonna be a, a doom for me. Okay, word for word. So it is a doom for Miss Mariah DeGoat Kelly. Uh, still DeGoat, still amazing, still beautiful. Uh, anyways, so that was the runways. Who stood out for you in this get a clue moment? Who gave you the clue? So the person that really blew me away was Ashton. I feel like Ashton turned it. He was referential on the runway to fashion and to the character. Um, also, shout out to Genesis. I thought Genesis looked really beautiful. Like beautiful, beautiful. And Holland yeah. was cool too. Okay, so yeah, this was a good runway. <laughs> Are you I happy? Think it was a good runway. I also really like Magical Miss Moppy. Like she looked fashion. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Angel's skirt. I know you <laughs> love that. You know what it was? If the skirt would have been more of like a pencil skirt, I think I really would have liked it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give my super bloom of the runway also to uh, Ashton. And I'm going to give uh, a soft super bloom to Holland. I really liked what Holland did as well. Um, so boom, 
those were the runways. And now we're going to take a quick break. But I think before a break, we have a, a word from someone. Yeah, we have a, a special message from a uh, current winner of War of the Roses All-Stars. She is the one and only Zoe Adams. Let's get into it. This is a segment we like to call What's the Tea with Zoe? Zoe! Zoe! It was a flop for me. See, and that's why your eyebrows don't match. All right, so welcome to this War of the Roses special segment called What's the Tea with Zoe. You've been through the gauntlet of war twice. With the time you spent in War of the Roses, what is some advice that you can give the contestants of season four? 16 weeks. Well, 15 total. Um, I have done War of the Roses and my biggest piece of advice to the season four competitors is going to be um, take it slow. Remember to breathe. Do not let it overwhelm you because that's when you start to make mistakes and when you start to make mistakes that's when you start to go home so definitely stay stay focused on like one week at a time also well well i can't say that never mind no say it you'll you'll bleep it out right we might not use it. it we might bleep it who knows Oh, you have to believe it because I get to believe in everything that I do with We Are Are We Pretty. Um, yeah, no, I would say. <laughs> and oh my god, wear panties as well. <laughs> also, I watched. So I, I, I'm only getting to see it now through the lens of you know YouTube, uh, and so I, I watched. I sat down and watched all of the things from the last episode. And it was, this is such an interesting group of entertainers. It's it's so wild. They're all- Did you see different. Ashton's butthole? Did I, I did, bitch. Bitch, I, of course I did. He, he put it in all up in the camera and in everybody's face. It yeah. smelled like a rose. That man is so fine. Oh my God, honestly. We all like a little bit of honey. And thankfully, Honey Buns Boutique is here to leave you dripping in bold bling for bold bitches. Based in Fayetteville, Arkansas, Honey Buns Boutique is a queer-owned business that makes jewelry and bling for drag artists and other fabulous people. Brooklyn Bissette designs custom earrings, jewelry sets, and even bow ties, which can all be worn by every guy, gal, and non-binary pal. So, if you're looking for something a little sweet to accessorize your fashion, contact Brooklyn and make sure to follow Honey Buns Boutique on Facebook. That's H-U-N-N-Y-B-U-N-Z Boutique. Links can be found in the description of this episode. Here on Are We Pretty, things can get a little chaotic, but don't let our shenanigans scare you from listening to other podcasts. Featuring X is a chill and laid-back music history and pop culture podcast. The host, Josh and DJ, dive into the music industry's most interesting and unlikely collaborations from genre-bending juggernauts to global icons. Whether it's collaborations like Dolly and Kesha or even Nelly and Tim McGraw, 
Featuring X is sure to feature something for everyone. So if you're wanting to listen to something more relaxing and still entertaining, listen to Featuring X. You can find Josh and DJ on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Links can be found in the description of this episode. (gasps) Wow. Welcome back from the break. Thanks for welcoming us back, uh, Miami. Uh, We want to welcome you. Well, welcome. We are going to talk about the placements of this episode, and we're going to talk about what happened at the end of the night. So in the placements, we had in the, we're getting to a point now where if you're not in the top, then you're probably in the bottom. So the person who was safe was Davario Houston. Uh, Davario landed right in the middle, and we had Magical Miss Moffy super close to the top, but ultimately she was safe. We had Mariah DeGoat Kelly who landed in the lower part of the night, but also was ultimately safe, which mean that we had Ashton, Holland, Angel, and Genesis uh, left up to either be in the tops or the bottoms. Now, when you saw this four on stage, what were your thoughts? Um, I don't necessarily know if if this aligns 100% with my fantasy, but I am one of six judges. So uh, my opinion is one sixth of the truth, Uh, which meant that, uh, I mean, if that's how they felt, that's how they felt. Right. So at the top, we had Ashton and Holland, which so fierce. We had two kings be at the top. Um, has this happened before? Yes, yes, yes. We've also had Debario and Ashton in the top as well before. Uh, Ashton is really, really killing it um, because he ended up winning this night. That gives two wins for Ashton, and he's also landed in the top the two other times. So his right now, his numbers are looking really, really good. Um, On how the green. Feel, how did you feel about Ashton's win? Was it deserved? Oh, yeah. Ashton turned it. There's no denying that he was not the best. He was 100% the best. Yeah. I agree with, here's the thing, bitch. I agree with the top two. Sometimes a lot happens in silence. Uh, yeah, the top, <laughs> two was, the top two was 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 really strong. Holland and Ashen really turned it out this night. And I'm really, really proud of both of them. Um, so this means that in the bottom two, we had Genesis Sinclair Ace and Angel Farts. And they ended up having to lip sync to Michael Jackson's Thriller. How did you feel about this lip sync? Now, I have my own opinions, but you were there in person seeing it go down. Um, So how did you feel about this lip sync? You know, going into this lip sync, we've already seen Angel lip sync once and she did not win. Um, And we haven't seen what Genesis can do yet. So I was a little bit, pumped up and excited to see what Genesis was going to do. And I was also excited to see if Angel could have a redemption moment. Um, Sadly, Angel was sent back to heaven, uh, but that meant Genesis destroyed. I mean, Genesis did a great job in the lip sync. I thought she was very entertaining. And uh, overall, this was a fun lip sync moment. I did feel a little like Angel kind of gave up during the lip sync. It felt like she kind of clocked out, was ready to go. Um, So what else can you do? Yeah, I, I, at some point, Angel literally just sat down in the crowd and was watching Genesis, which like, I honestly feel that Genesis really, it, like you have to watch her, you, you, you can't help but do it. I will say though, it did feel a little give up 
for Angel, but maybe Angel did give up. And you know what? Angel is in their own right to do whatever they want for this lip sync. Uh, Genesis really did eat it. I loved the way that they looked. She um, knew some of the choreo. This was really fun to watch Genesis do. And also when Angel was on, Angel had some fun moments here as well, but work Genesis. Genesis ended up winning the night and safe to say another week in the competition. Well, uh, overall, what did you think about this honestly, episode? Honestly, this, the episodes get, every episode so far has been really, really fun to watch. And uh, this one was really good. I think um, what I like about things like Drag Me to Hell or even like a comedy night is that it kind of does force people to do something that they wouldn't normally do um, at like a normal drag show. And so I really liked the way that everyone, uh, I liked everyone's perspective. It was fun to watch. Some people could have done better, whatever, but ultimately everyone did really well. The runway was really, really fun to watch. And this was a really, really good episode. I'm here for, for week four of season four. Yeah, me um, too. What's, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I said me too. <laughs> <laughs> now what's happening next week, week five? So next week is the Goofball, um, and it features the performance category of Please Be Funny, and the runway challenge is Larger Than Life. Are you excited to get into Please Be Funny and Larger Than Life? Larger Than Life. Hell yes. The comedy challenge is, that's the, when I did the comedy challenge in season two, I won it. Um, Me too. Yeah, work. Well, we're talking to two winners here. And the larger than life, this was featured in All Stars. And I did that big beard thing. And oh, Honey had that big face. Honey's larger than life was so excellent. I cannot, it haunts me in my dreams. Um, so I'm really excited to see what the, what the contestants of season four do for the runway. Yeah, I'm really excited for next week. Well, this is the end of the pod. Um, Annalie, is there anything you want to say before we go? <laughs> Actually, yes. Did you know that you can help keep the pod running by becoming a monthly supporter? All you have to do is find our podcast on Anchor and click the support button. You can choose to give us a monthly donation of 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99. You know, after all, this is a drag show and we do love our tips. Any and all donations are very much appreciated and it'll help us stay pretty. Not only will you be helping us to provide better content, you can also get a shout out on the podcast. Speaking of shout outs, this week we would like to highlight our pretty supporters. Thank you to Janice, Vicky, Alex, Russ, Matthew, Scott, Chloe, and Juan. If you're feeling extra pretty, make sure to check out our merch. Link is in the bio of this episode. And if you're feeling pretty on a budget, you can also rate the pod on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for free. Remember, if you have questions you'd like us to answer, advice you'd like us to give, or complaints you'd like us to read for Phil, send them to the email at the end of the pod. We love you guys so much. Don't be homophobic and have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Are We Pretty with Anna Lee and Miami. If you'd like to send in Q&A questions or to contact us, send us an email at areweprettypodcast at gmail.com. You can follow Miami on Instagram at, whoa, it's Miami. And you can follow Annalie on Instagram at Annalie Dreams. The music featured in the intro and outro is produced by Evans Beats. Thank you for listening and we'll see you soon. 
Stay, Stay pretty. pretty. And buy our merch, bitch. Bye. 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 Bye.